Welcome to Talking Facts, and thank you for tuning in to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts, a podcast collaboration between the University of Kentucky Markey Cancer Center and the UK College of Agriculture, Food and Environment's Cooperative Extension Service. We will share with you the latest developments in cancer prevention, diagnosis, treatment, and research from the experts at Markey Cancer Center, Kentucky's only National Cancer Institute designated cancer center. Talking Facts is hosted by the UK Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts. This collaboration between the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension and the Market Cancer Center allows us to share cancer-related topics from the experts with the people of Kentucky. I am Mindy McCulley, Extension Specialist for Instructional Support. I am sitting in for our regular host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for FCS Extension. My guest today is Reverend Deanna Holtgren, who is the Oncology Chaplain at the Market Cancer Center. So welcome. Thank you. Delighted to be here. I know how important our topic today, which is cancer and, and spirituality is, because I've lived through watching my mom with a cancer diagnosis. And I know that I know that her spirituality really helped her to handle all that that came along with treatment and her eventual death. But I know that you want to share with us how important spirituality is to someone who is, is living with cancer. Yeah. The first thing that I want to say is that uh, serious illness doesn't just affect our bodies. As we know, it, our body, mind, and spirit are connected to each other. And our spiritual well-being is an important part of our body's well-being and healing. The better supported we feel in all these areas, the better our overall sense of well-being and positive outlook may be wherever we are in our health and treatment and caregiving. Um, because this is true for people who are patients, people who are caregivers, and people who are on the clinical end of things as well. We are whole beings, and it's pretty hard to tease apart the physical and the emotional and the psychological and the spiritual from each other and hold them separate. All of these things actually impact the others. Spirituality and religion are not the same. So can you help us understand that just a little bit more? Right. So spiritual, spirituality and religion are not the same, but can inform each other. Uh, one way to think of the difference is to consider spirituality as a search for the sacred that is ongoing throughout our lives. Uh, religion can be understood as a larger social and institutional context in which that search for being takes place. Spiritual care is caring for the human spirit, your spirit, in the ways for you that support meaning, identity, beliefs, values, practice, um, vocation, or a sense of calling, obligations, doubt, and courage, your sense of community, relationships, and guidance. People may identify themselves as religious or spiritual or both. Spirituality isn't necessarily as finely um, articulated, for instance, as a religious identity. Um, and practice may be. But the better supported that people feel in their most deeply held 
beliefs and convictions, the better the level of trust that they demonstrate in their clinical providers, as well as in their non-clinical but loving caregivers, the more we can hope to provide the best possible opportunities for decreasing distress, increasing a sense of wellness and hope and connection. Um, Serious illness is really isolating. And one of those ways that we remain connected is often through spiritual means and a religious community and whatever the other opportunities for those practices may be. I love that you you called it the search for the sacred because that makes so much sense to me personally and, and I'm sure to our listeners as well that you know, it, it's bigger than us. It's bigger than where we go to church or where we worship or or what we what we do to inform our religion. It's it's really inside of us. Sometimes when we have physical illnesses, it's really easy to understand what's going on or at least to to identify what's going on with us. But we don't have that same benefit with spiritual distress. So can you help us understand that a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Spiritual distress is sometimes harder to name than physical pain or even emotional distress. But the better we understand the source of distress, the better we can address ways to alleviate that pain or worry. One of the most immediate examples of spiritual distress could be struggling with that initial diagnosis and feeling like, how could this happen? Did I do something wrong? Sometimes people express a fear of being punished or they're looking for lessons, or they're really deeply angry because they have experienced cancer as a caregiver, or it's been something that has happened recurrently throughout their family. Maybe it's the same cancer. Maybe it's a different one. Maybe the timing is never good. Right. And so I, you know, I see a lot of young parents I see older parents whose kids are in high school or launching or people who are just retiring. It disrupts everything that we have planned. Uh, I think very few of us actually have like a, a plan, a plan X that says, so when I get cancer, this is the plan that I have made that, you know, will help me just kind of put all those things in their checkboxes and uh, life will continue as undisrupted as possible. So it is actually more true than not that many, many, many of us, if not most of us can expect in our lifetimes to have one kind of cancer or another. And of course, with screening and early identification, early intervention and, and treatment with the best, the best successes possible um, can, can render cancer more of a chronic illness than kind of the, the, the fear factor that we, we often uh, approach right. it with, right? However, the state of Kentucky leads the nation in the number of cancer cases and the seriousness and late diagnoses mm-hmm. of those. And that is, that brings its own distress to people on the clinical end of things in terms of vocation and trying to be part of the healing 
not just for individuals, but for a region mm-hmm. and the gravity with which we often find ourselves um, in a, a late and unexpected diagnosis makes addressing that spiritual distress that much more important. There are three spiritual needs believed to be common to all people, and that's the need for meaning and purpose, the need for love and relatedness, and the need for forgiveness. And those are needs that we can we can examine in ourselves and and with our loved ones at whatever stage right. we find ourselves at. Okay. So the good news is that while cancer is is all around us mm-hmm. and just part of everyday life, living as we do now, the good news is that we have wonderful, wonderful people here to help right. navigate yeah. through that. And we can help each other, no matter who we are, but we can we can help address those needs for relatedness and meaning and forgiveness, meaning and purpose. Uh, You don't have to be a specialist for that. Yeah, I think that's, that's wonderful. And and probably something we need to do, whether we have a cancer diagnosis or not, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. I know when we talked earlier, you talked about the spiritual health assessment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are there certain questions there that you would really like to address? Yeah. And again, these are, these are great questions to just kind of stop periodically and check in with ourselves. They're based on the healing, the four dimensions of spiritual pain, and they may lift up areas of strength and encouragement as well as kind of uh, highlight areas where we are feeling more tender or, or raw. And there are questions like who or what is giving me life or energy right now? Who or what helps me feel most fully alive? What keeps me feeling fully alive? Who or what do I need to forgive? From whom do I need to seek forgiveness? Who or what means the most to me? Who or what do I fear losing? What dreams or goals keep me alive? What are my current inspirations? What am I worried about? What are the things I want to get done? Will my faith tradition play a role in the healthcare decisions I am making? These questions can help us identify needs for resources that can help us, including relationships that affirm our connection, value, and practices when treatment, low energy, or feeling sick keep us from being able to participate in the ways that give us comfort, joy, and hopefulness. Continuing or developing our own spiritual practices or religious practices reaching out for continued connection to faith community, friends, and loved ones, finding ways to relieve that sense of isolation that can come with illness in the treatment process, allowing ourselves the fullness of our feelings and appreciation for how complicated this experience can be can help significantly in nurturing our unique and beautiful spirited selves in this journey. And you mentioned resources and you have uh, shared with me some Websites that are great resources for our listeners, and I will certainly link those in the show notes so that they will be able to access those later. I think when we we talk about pain and we talk about suffering, and pain always has some kind of physical root. Right. Suffering doesn't always, but suffering certainly is closely entwined with pain. When we look at how we suffer, what causes suffering. And that can be like 
feeling like we can't tell our loved ones what's really going on inside of us or what we're afraid of or showing our fear, crying together or showing our anger. Mm-hmm. And that includes showing our children. Yeah. But that can actually feel very constraining and increase pressure. Um, it's good to cry together. It's good to hold each other and say, I'm scared too. Yes. Or no matter what happens, I always love you. And we always start from that place of love. But when we're not able to touch on our deeper pains, um, whether they're they're spiritual pains, they're sometimes they're they're pains rooted long ago or existential needs it increases the burden of anxiety and fear and that can have an effect on on our physical pain and on how we respond to treatments how compliant we are with treatment plans and medications how willing we are to say um, participate in things like physical therapy or just getting out of bed some days right and I guess also when we are comfortable in our spirituality, then that gives us the freedom to, to really choose how we're going to be treated with our diagnosis. Yeah, I think that there's real power in claiming for ourselves. This is how I understand this. These are the things that I hold most important and dearest to me. Here's how I would like you to treat me and how I want you to respect me Um, because wherever we're coming from, it's, it's essential to feel that uh, we're, we're held in trust and respect and dignity and uh, compassion and the greatest of caring. I love that. (laughs) We owe that to each other. We do. We're all walking each other home. In the, in the words of uh, Baba Ram Das, we're here to walk each other home. I, I think that's beautiful and a great way to wrap this up, I think. Reverend Holtgren, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. I do think that as our listeners are exploring their cancer journeys, that it's, it's also understanding their own spirituality is going to make a difference in, in how they heal or make the next transition. Yeah. And it changes with you. Mm-hmm. It changes with you. And that's okay. Yeah. We are happy to, to listen and to have conversations with folks inpatient and outpatient anytime, anytime. I think that's wonderful. If you are just tuning in, you are listening to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts. And we are available on all major podcast providers. Thank you for listening to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts. Our goal is to connect you with the latest advances in cancer research in the Commonwealth. If you enjoyed today's podcast and have a suggestion for a future show topic, please message us on the UK Markey Cancer Center Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash UK Markey or visit our website at markey.uky.edu for more information. You can find University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension programs at your local Extension office or online at fcs.uky.edu. Building strong families, building Kentucky. It starts with us.